Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of The Mindful CEO. I'm Chris Angel. This is our host, Aaron Hendon. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Chris. Hang on. I'm reading this. This meeting is being recorded. It says, hey, I don't know why there's a warning on here that says, have you read this or did you just hit got it? I mean, just read this thing. Uh, yeah, no, it didn't pop up for me. Maybe because I'm the host of the account. Right. Smart recording uses AI technology, which may include third-party models to create meeting recording highlights. Oh, so there's they're warning you. We'll send a smart record. Oh, do you use smart recording? Is that? I No, I, I don't think I do. I'll have to. I think that's it says, new we'll their send AI the model. smart recording to the host after the meeting ends. Like, there you go. And AI generated content may be inaccurate. Huh. Interesting. It doesn't just yeah. say you're consenting to being recorded. I had never seen that. So I think that's new. I, I think I saw some stuff in the last week that um, was about that was covering that. Um, that, that Zoom had done that. Zoom is now including a summary that it sends you. Yeah, and that you may be able to opt out, or no, you may you can't opt out. I think they just said it's mandatory across all Zoom accounts, which is interesting. You know, Seth Godin years ago was like, "Look, if you what you wanted was privacy on the internet, that ship sailed a long time ago. Like yeah, right. you, you've by default opted into, <laughs> you know, yes. no privacy." Well, that's why I always think it's crazy that people are like, "The ads are tracking me." I'm like, "Okay, well, what do you want? You want ads for stuff you don't, you're not interested in, or you want ads right. for things that you actually are interested in?" I mean, I want the ads tracking me. Right. I want them to, I want them to send me more relevant information. I yeah. don't need ads for like safaris or guns or stuff uh-huh. that I don't use. Yeah. I want them to send me ads for the crap that I, I mean, I actually don't want. I bought all the crap, I, but still, the the point is. Right. You know, yeah, they're they're tracking you. You know, people like the government with the chips and the vaccine. It's like, honey, you got to sell. You're typing this on a tracking device. <laughs> you're literally typing your yes. complaint about the government tracking you on a tracking device. On a tracking What's device. Wrong with you. That's a great perspective. Yeah, it is a tracking device. That's so. Funny. It's totally a tracking device. It's like <laughs> uh, that's it's great. Literally, a tra- I mean, you know, you use Google Maps. You use it. You yeah. know. Yeah. So, so yes, people are funny right well i mean i think let's see if we could bridge that let's see if, let's test our metal shall we see if good we luck yeah our is not mine yours go <laughs> build that bridge chris yeah well the it's interesting just uh when you start to bring awareness to yes. the things that we do every day like if we go back a couple episodes well to, you, you've got to well, acknowledge that you are a machine <laughs> yes. you know bringing awareness to the way things are versus pretending they're not Yes. You know, is the beginning of mindfulness. Yes, totally. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Be mindful yeah. that you are being that you are in a tracking machine. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. And that and that yeah. you're living like you're not is the degree to which you're just not living mindfully. Not a problem. Right. Just it's you know, yeah. when you and when you see it, yeah, you can laugh. I, I can laugh at it. I mean, hopefully you can laugh at it because mm-hmm. It's absurd. You know, we're absurd. We all live. And it's not like I don't and you do. And, you know, and that's the other thing that, so here's the second bridge. Ready? We're making a second bridge to what we had discussed pre-show. Um, you know, we're just, this is hardly like, you know, Chris or I are putting ourselves out as experts on mindfulness. You know, we were talking, I've started the morning gratitude meditations, leading a, a short 10 minute gratitude meditation and uh every morning and done that twice and uh you know i have i'm uh a quarter of the way in terms of sitting through uh you know uh, 40 hours of 
mindfulness meditations to be certified as a mindfulness instructor amongst other things. It's not just the sitting, right? I'll finish the rest of the criteria in about the four months that it takes me to sit for 40 hours. Cause it's, you know, 10 or 15 minutes at a pop yeah. and, um, you know, to get 40 hours, take something, but the, take some time. Um, yeah, yeah. actually it takes nothing and then some time. Um, but I was, you know, we were laughing pre-show about, you know, well, why would anyone come to us about mindfulness? I have 12 hours in. I'm 12, <laughs> literally 12 hours of sitting in. Why would you, you know, come to us? And, um, you know, so it's hardly like I'm laughing at you for thinking that's attract, not thinking it's attracting guys and not laughing at myself for all the stuff that I do that's not mindful or right. uh, um, mindless, really. And I do think I like the word mindless because um, mm-hmm. it's got an edge to it. It's got a sting to it. Yeah. It's got like, ooh, I don't want to do, ooh mindless i'm not i wouldn't promote or uh uh be proud of my mindlessness you know what i mean it's like there's something like i i fancy myself Uh uh-huh yeah not mindless intentional you know i certainly fancy myself intentional and um and i got to say fancy myself now three times so (laughs) i fancy you as mindful exactly i fancy you (laughs) Motherfucker. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's that there's that sort of cosmic joke about it. Like, okay, well, here we are. And then, then we were talking about pre-show. Like, okay, well, why would someone watch us? But that's for me um, and for us. Well, first of all, I don't have a choice because this is where I am. You know, I'm new at it, and yeah, um, right. and I'm not going to have that. You know, I'm only going to get better at it by doing it. And I'm only going to get better about teaching it by teaching it. And I'm not going to let have my, I'm not going to allow my um, imposter syndrome or doubts or um, who am I ness about it yeah. to um, yeah. stop the contribution that I am. And it takes something to stand yeah. for the contribution that I am. Um. I don't know. You hear anything in that? You're- yeah, I used to. Um, I, I I haven't done this program in a while. It's a program on how do you design online courses mm-hmm. um, for your for your business. And um, in it, one of the things that is standing out for me here in this conversation is, I I I will say people don't um, pay you for your answers, right? They're not. In other words, mm-hmm. the value they get is not from what you say. The value that they get is not the thing you said. The value they get is from what you have them do. So if if I pay for your program or I sit through your meditation, the value is not how good you did the guided meditation. It's not how long it was or how short it was or what music you used. The value and not the value isn't even whether you have twelve hours or twelve hundred hours as a as a guided meditation mindfulness instructor person. Mm-hmm. The value is that uh, you provided space for me for ten minutes to get present to what i'm grateful for and that in its that period is the value right that's great that's that's really interesting you know i mean they always every um course creator course and every entrepreneur coaching program and every you know the 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 reality is you're not you don't have to be the Dalai Lama, in this case, for mindfulness, you're not talking about, it's not the Dalai Lama and then no one else. Right. Right. It's not like you have to be 
that or nothing. It's you just have to be ahead of whoever you're bringing up. And I mean, in terms of, um, you know, just to bring this out of the personal phenomenon of you or I uh, and into the world of wherever the list, wherever your folks listening and one of you five people listening are, um, you know, dealing with being a mindful CEO, bringing mindfulness, presence, awareness, loving kindness, Mm -hmm. generosity, um, patience, all the pillars of mindfulness where you're out to bring those, um, you know, Oh God, I had, I had an end to that thought. I really did have an entire end to that thought before I started it. I swear to God, I did. Um, <laughs> it really was like a whole idea that can happen in the in the void of my. That got truncated. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're talking about course creators. Yeah, and the value that comes from what you you have them do, not from what you say. Yeah. Oh, and so if you're looking at it from the perspective of what you're building versus you know, our personal experiences of this, but if you apply this idea to whatever it is you're building, you know, you can then start to bring some mindfulness to what stops you from acting, Mm -hmm. you know, where have you decided you don't have enough to contribute or you are not enough, or you don't have the credentials or you don't have the where to contribute. And that just takes you out. That would, you would need a a level of self-awareness to know that's happening, that the hat, what the happening of the what's happening is your, you've decided Mm -hmm. you don't have enough, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. to keep going. But you decided that it's not true that you don't have enough. It's not rocks are hard, water's wet, and you don't have enough. It's what you say about what you actually do have is you say, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And therefore I have nothing to contribute, but that takes a level of mindfulness. And that's really what, yeah. you know, one of the things we want to, I, I think it's, you know, the purpose yeah. of our work together, Chris, is to empower people to bring that kind of self-awareness to, Oh, I don't have to say that. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is in this case, it's, I don't have enough, but it could be whatever decisions we're making about life, whatever, commentary (laughs) or adding you know right um yeah i think there's a um oh no i had a thought let me see if i can't bring my my thought back here i got mine buddy you're you're on the hook for this one uh yeah um well it was some somewhere around the the uh oh yeah there you go there uh, i found it all right so (laughs) the idea that um if you can bring some mindfulness to um, that it's what you're having people do. Uh, this, I'm trying to connect mindfulness and then production here, like being productive mm-hmm. as a CEO, right? Like if if the value people get from you and your business is in what you have them do, not necessarily in what you say, then it starts to point to what is really valuable here. What's the, what's, um, who, why do people choose me? If If they're not choosing me because I have, 10,000 hours or they're not choosing me because I'm the Dalai Lama. They're choosing me for some other reason. The reason I found value in, I've been finding value in your daily 
guided meditations is not it's not because you're 12 hours into a certification course it's 40 hours my value is that i trust you i love you i i appreciate being in your presence for a guided meditation that is I think what a lot of the world is missing right now, because I think the world is operating from pedestals. Like I need to be bigger, badder, shinier than the other guy or the other person to be valuable. And I, it's, I think there's a democratization of, of, um, for trust right now, people are looking for who can I trust? Who is real? Who, who is not puffing and posturing, flexing, who, Th- that to me, that is why there's a whole market for mindfulness. There's a whole opening for people looking for who can I trust. And well, that's why I, we both yeah. need the the uh, the double comma picture behind us. I mean, because otherwise, what are we even doing here? I don't, <laughs> right, I don't right. understand. You know, if we don't have the, you know, if our funnel hasn't been that productive, then why are <laughs> we? Why would you trust us? You need the, yeah, yeah. You need the, the, the double funnel, the double comma thing. Um, yeah, you know, you said that thing in the beginning about being productive, about mindfulness and productivity. And for sure, those are, I mean, we could do a whole jam on statistics yeah. and that Harvard and various people have discovered regarding the connection between mm-hmm. mindfulness practices and productivity. And I think there's... I think it's also worth just, um, you know, the in because God bless productivity. Okay, really. For, first of all, not saying uh, I love being productive. Exactly. So, and there's a uh, you. I think there's a, a, a peril in making too straight of a line there. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll do this to this. Sure. And that straight of a line is is a, is problematic in mindfulness. Now it, it's now you're not in the space of mindfulness because you're trying to get somewhere sure. where you're not, and that there's no mindfulness in that. So you can't be mindful in order to be more productive in what you're doing. You have to be mindful, and in the moment of mindfulness, it, it, in and bring that moment everywhere you go. That's the you know, the other side of it is it's not just, okay, I do 10 minutes in the morning and that's yeah. where, where's my reward. <laughs> right. Where, where's my, where's my cookie? You know, I, I did my 10 minutes. It's uh-huh. that 10 minutes is, um, and so th- this is now bridging to the other conversation we were having, um, you know, so just being early on in my mindfulness practice and, you know, doing it now for about six or uh, I forget how many weeks I could look it up, but I think it's close to six weeks, maybe eight weeks. Um, uh, Every day, just these little snippets. So first of all, the the 10 minute, we're going to fight again about our 10 minute versus 90 minute thing, but the, you know, just the, I like the 10 minutes of it. Um, Yeah. And I have found it to be shockingly effective and effective meaning uh, they add up, they stack. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I have access to that space and there's just, I think mindfulness and uh, is well spoken about, about the space between the breaths, like the, yeah, just that 
if you can be conscious of the space between the breaths as an access to being here and now, um, that's way more available to me than it was two months ago. Like it's actually there for me as an experience, like just oh, so that practicing building that muscle of letting go of where I need to get mm-hmm. and yeah. being here in the moment mm-hmm. is a, building kind of thing. So I really do. I, I think people certainly for me until having done it regularly, consistently um, felt like 10 minutes was useless. Hmm. You know, it's not enough. Hmm. And I just think all that stuff is that not enoughness is yeah. it's not only a function of whatever, um, you know, grab me grab the next shiny object culture you know the next you know i'm not the next guru kind of thing i think part of it is that for sure like i've got to i got to get myself you know if i'm not in a double comma club i'm bullshit um there's a lot of it i think uh, another piece of it uh, aspect of it that really is just sort of gets you off the hook for performing it's just some bullshit way to actually avoid the domination of taking the actions to see what happens and dealing with life as just say just play with it like this see like a pass fail phenomena like did that achieve the results i was looking for yes or no and if it didn't then what's there to learn you know wins and lessons kind of relationship to life versus you know um it's got to be perfect before I perform. I think it just takes you off the hook from ha- the opportunity to perform. Um, hmm. That was a big piece of my starting the meditations publicly now, you know, so early in, because I want to get through that curve as quickly, wow. you know, as soon as possible, not as quickly as possible, but as in the timeline of my life, as soon as possible. I don't want to put off because that learning you know, we're a year and a half, maybe even two years into this now. And, you know, you know, we're up to five listeners and it's, you know, but, <laughs> but you and I now, I don't know about you, but I really feel like, you know, we have, I, I, we are, we're now having conversations that, you know, weekly when you and I get off the call, I'm always left with, wow, that was a really mm cool thing to have talked about right yeah. and um yeah that took a while it, there you know you're going to suck at anything in the beginning i just want to get through that suck mm-hmm. more quickly yeah. um or sooner in yeah. the timeline i don't know about the length of time i'm going to be in the suck <laughs> yeah. yeah but i know it's going the suck is going to end sooner if i start sooner yeah right and i think that's i think that's a big aspect of what a mindful CEO could provide mindfulness in a CEO could provide is, you know, that suck is more commentary than is all commentary, frankly. Yeah, right. Right. I really like the, you know, it'll be two years um, this winter, December ish, November oh. that we, I think that we started talking about creating a community and what would this be? And then we launched our podcast, what June last year, 2022. So, I mean, we've definitely been at this a while, but the, the thing that I, 
love that we have done. It would be easy back to commentary. It'd be easy for someone to to be in our shoes and judge it as it's not working. It's broken. It failed. It's not going to, it's not going to launch. It's, and I, my, I think mindfulness has been helpful in these two years, whether it's been consciously mindful or or just enjoying the, the moment with you, each, each conversation that, um, I'm really clear the foundation that's come from being mindful about choosing these sessions, choosing to show up and record, choosing to mumble forward, you know, that choice has created foundation for you and I. And I think um, you could really tie that back to mindfulness. I think a lot of CEOs, people trying to create something with their life, um, like I have in the past, can can get attached to the failure of it the frustration of failure. I just, Mm -hmm. I hate failing. I hate it not going the way I want it to go, but having someone else in the trenches with me Mm -hmm. aids my mindfulness. It, it helps me get present. It helps me enjoy this moment without you. I would be without you co-creating this together. Yeah. Me wanting to build this would be torture. It would just be, Fuck this. Fuck that. Nothing's working. <laughs> I would just be like, well, that, it's so good that you say that, Chris, because I was just, as you were talking, I was like, okay, well, we really are like heavy on the mindfulness now. Um, you know, it's the first word, mindful CEO, mindful, mindful, mindful. And you say something often enough and it becomes noise. There's actually a name for that phenomenon, which I don't know what it is, but you know, saturation, some sort of saturation. Anyway, go ahead. But there's, you know, the other aspect here, another aspect here is the mastermind aspect. Which is, you know, part of the triangle here of what we're doing. So it's mindfulness. Masterminds. And mission. Mission. Like true north. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to remember all of everything ever. Um, But that mastermind, like there is that element, Chris, of it's true. You know, you were talking this morning in housekeeping about the the community and what we're going to do. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't, uh, I need you to start the framework. So, <laughs> you know, like there's a, a level at which, yeah, you know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do anything. I, I don't do anything on my own. I'm really thinking about it. Right. I didn't start as a solo agent. Hmm. I don't, hmm. Interesting. I, I don't really want to do things on my own. I don't think it's, you know, that's really interesting. Uh, um, I think there's a level at which, you know, the play off another is important for creativity. And uh, that's one one of the things I like about Uh ChatGPT is that it can write a piece of shit, but at least I'll have something to edit. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I'll have an entire thing now I can fuck, I can do because it's not just a blank page staring at me. If I have to stare at my own, you know, blank wall um you know right and there's some connection there chris i don't know what it is with mindfulness staring at my own blank wall because that's sure you know what the meditation essentially is um that was actually interesting so i've i've almost only done guided meditations where someone's walking through it versus silent meditations yeah um in this mindfulness practice over the last few months and I was noticing today when I was journaling about the practice, 
which is by the way something I want to put in at the tomorrow when I do the mindfulness is to have people take a moment and at least in the comments journal just a little bit about what they got a sentence or two mm, um, sort of anchors mm-hmm. what you got um, but I was noticing it's very distinct leading the meditation versus being in it like I don't get yeah, the I don't get this. I don't get the same benefit. I don't, I haven't yet. I mean, I've done it twice. Okay. So it's like, well, I don't have, but this is an interesting thing for us to talk about. And I think why people would enjoy the journey is because there's, it's a journey we're going on, you know, we're checking it out. You know, I've led two of them. I, I, part of it is I, the background for me is like, I'm a, I could lead anything, you know, I mean, 28 years of leading stuff. So it's hardly like 10 minutes of, pointing someone in the direction of gratitude would be a you know technical challenge um but i think that's an interesting phenomenon that you know i i haven't yet distinguished for myself the difference between i I now know they're different and i haven't been i i don't have enough distinction in it to articulate the difference that guided meditation is different than non-guided meditation? That my leading it is different than being in it. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Right, like how do I distinguish? Like uh. I, I am s- certain from my experience of leading anything, leading people in any kind of transformational conversation, um, the benefit of leading it is universally extraordinary. Yeah, right. And I think I still have just too much attention on myself and getting it right to have it show up that way yet. Yeah. Um, but that's part of that curve that I want to get through that I'm talking about. Like, and I noticed that there's that get through is hmm. a striving for, which is, you know, uh, yeah. the antithesis of mindfulness is any kind of striving. So, um, yeah. yeah. But it's part of the process. That's part of the mumbling. I mean, totally can't... is finding yeah. where I'm striving. Right. And that's an, you know, that's an interesting part of it. Um, Yeah. And I think one of the things, Chris, that also is appealing about our conversation, and I know that, you know, our gold star listener, Jody, when she hears this, big shout out, Jody, you got to see, (laughs) get an Easter egg in this episode. Um, uh, You know, is the authenticity. And uh, they paired. Oh my gosh, when I was doing my work this morning, hang on. Yeah, let me check this out. So they were the in the training that we're talking about the um relational skills. They're training us in relational skills, which makes sense if you're leading. But they combine the aspects of leading, these aspects of skills needed to lead, they combine authenticity and potency. And I was like, that's an interesting combination of characteristics to combine because I wouldn't combine those characteristics myself. Hmm. I wouldn't think that those two things are necessarily correlated or connected in some way Hmm. other than authenticity good probably leads to potency in some, you know, like I haven't put Hmm. any thinking to it. Hmm. Um, But then part of the training is you reflect on the skills you need. And I was reflecting on that combination of words. And uh, I I was just reading what I wrote just to get present to it. Um, You know, when I think about 
and this is useful. I, I'm sharing this, and so the listening, to shape the listening of this, um, you know, for where you find yourself as CEO, what's your, if you were going to, I don't know, rate yourself on authenticity and potency, where are you? And the connection with authenticity and potency, my thought on it is, I'm happy, I'd love to hear your thoughts, and is authentic to what? Authentic to self, right? That's what I came up with was, you know, for me, I was like, okay, well, if I'm authentic, I'm expressing myself, the big ass self, like the self of self, not my identity, not my personality, not not the normal trappings of what one considers oneself to be from the past, the self, the soul, the, you know, unified field, the self, right? And yeah. authentic to that when one is, in fact, you know, expressing all those characteristics of non-striving and being here now and patience and loving kindness and generosity and mm. gratitude. And you're, you're authentic to that self, that soul. Mm. Um, there's a potency in delivering a mindfulness meditation. There's mm. that's the, there would be no potency without authenticity in this particular context, mm. which I thought was particularly interesting. Like I hadn't really, I never connected it and I'm interested in, okay, well, that same authenticity of self where one is expressing that self authentically, no attention on my identity. You know, we talk about self-consciousness. That's the antithesis of authenticity, right? right? right, right. Um, <laughs> how would that lead to my being potent in other fields, you know, in my listing presentations or my parenting Mm -hmm. uh, or my spousing, I don't know how that works, you know, partnering. Yeah. Like, what do you hear about that? Yeah. I was thinking some of those exact same things, like um, taking it into the context, like of a listing presentation, showing up with a seller, or if you're not a real estate agent, like, you know, what it is to have a team meeting or what it is to have a a performance review that that there's some way that is the machine that you would show up for that. And then there's some way that's you being authentic and in the authenticity of it, being in the moment of it, a potency can come through where they feel it and you feel it and you can adjust to the moment as it's unfolding that the, that the potency might even be, I mean, if I had to define potency through my own words here, like, I hear effectiveness. I hear power. I hear yep. um, the ability to shift something. Um, yeah, the, the clarity, potent, like I think about potency in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, um, medicine, you know, something is potent mm-hmm. when yeah, yeah. you need a, it's pure, you need a little bit of it, you know, sure, sure. it's more potent. And, uh, and it produces the result or it, it causes the, uh, some, some shift mm-hmm. versus right. a diluted um, medicine would be like, I'm not quite getting the same benefits I'd get from something that's potent. Right. And yeah. I think there's a, that, I just thought that was just a fascinating combination of, of, yeah. of characteristics mm. that I had never in my life put together, even though, you know, as a leader landmark, I've been dealing with authenticity for 30 yeah. years and, 
haven't connected it to the word potency in relative to what it is I'm delivering being a potent. Uh, Now that I've said it out loud, it's like, well, of course I have, I just haven't used that word, which is accurate. But I think that word is a powerful, potent word. Um, It calls forth that whole dialogue. And uh, Mm. I think it's a great inquiry for people, maybe even part of a, Mm. you know, one of the frames we want to use in in the community is, Yep. discovering authenticity mm-hmm. as an access to potency in delivering what we're up to. Yeah, I like that. Right? Because there's but authenticity is one of those buzzwords these days, except yeah, yeah. we don't bother distinguishing authentic to what? To what, yeah, right. And without being authentic to what, you wind up with people that are like authentic to their you know, personalities, which is lovely or annoying depending on your personality type but mm. it's not right, right. It, it's yeah potency is not there because it's not you're not authentic you're not true to who you are yeah as a being right you know there's nothing present there's not there you're it's interesting okay i'm gonna make a like i know this to be true and then we're gonna have to take it apart because i don't know this to be true um you know, there's no personality, no identity. There's no ego id identity in the present moment. In the nowness, in the instant of now, there's just now. Uh-huh. The, the, your, my New Yorkerness that I lean into mm. in leading the, in the, mm-hmm or whatever is a function of my being bringing past Mm. characteristics, attributes, habits, practices, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and projecting them into the future and living into it. Yeah. But in a mindfulness moment, in a moment of mindfulness, there's just is there's no personality. So being authentic couldn't be to your personality because there is no personality now. Right. There's just now, now. Yeah. Hmm. That's some heavy shit, huh? I like that, dude. Because I think some of that too is, um, it really shifts. I mean, we. <laughs> this is maybe for another. We we've been talking um, in one of our other spaces about spiral dynamics and where people tend to think from or view the world from. What level of awareness are they understanding the world from? And I. I think in um, there's a lot in commerce, in business, where people are understanding the world from measures and accomplishments. And so the authenticity to uh, to an identity, I am the CEO, I am the the closer, I'm the fixer, I'm the who, I'm the success, whatever, that it sort of in some ways um, overshadows or distracts from the power of a moment. There's a power of a performance. There's a power of an identity or a story or a, there's that power, which most people are tending to transact from. I'm going to, I'm going to find power in my story versus your story. Right. And, and that's how I'm going to do business. But there's a, that aside, if you can get to the authenticity, not only of your higher self, but the, the authenticity of now separate from identity and story the i the the authenticity of this moment 
that there is a whole world of collaboration and creation that could unfold from the authenticity of now, separate from our our identities and machinery, which is a really interesting thought. That's a very interesting thought. We just had two really interesting thoughts, me and you, together. Holy cow. Holy shit. We should end the show right now because I, 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 only downhill from here. Uh, <laughs> that is the authenticity of now, Chris. I dig oh, yeah. it. I yeah. dig it because that's, you know. Yeah. That really would be, a, you know, I. this is good. I'm going to go back to relating this to, you know, my experience with Tantra and my wife, but that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. those those pillars of mindfulness and the pillars of Tantra are mm-hmm. might as well be the same. I mean, really, yeah, there's yeah. no literally a Venn diagram would be a circle. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, that's been an unbelievable breakthrough in our um, connection and intimacy and uh, partnership is taking time to be here now with each other mm-hmm. and be fully in the moment with each other. We've, we took a, it's been about a month now, but up until last, this last four weeks, she traveled and then was not, was sick for a while. And we ended up doing it this week, two and a half hours of blocked time just to be together. Mm-hmm. And you know, no phones, <laughs> no distractions, just, you know, together doing various Qigong and massage and whatever else we do together. Um, but it takes that length of, you know, there's a length of practice. This is good. This goes back to the 12 hours or the 10 minutes. And there's a, something that practicing that gives us in terms of the, the authenticity of now, like when we're connected with each other from the level of self Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that vibrates out through Mm -hmm. the rest of our lives. That's not just that two and a half hours that then those energetic beings that we are, are stay connected that way. And I think that's the, you know, the daily practice of meditation of mindfulness is to, energetically keep that bubble going so that throughout the day, there's a vibration around us. That's, you know, I love starting the day with gratitude because there's that vibration around me that starts with, you know, this moment is just a fucking blessing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the ability to come back to that in the midst of whatever else is happening is, you know, uh, far more effective place to perform from than the ordinary worry, stress, and anxiety that my 60 years has practiced. Um, And I have a lot of practice in stress, anxiety, and worry. I have master's, PhD, doctorate in worry, stress, anxiety, and was going for one in guilt, but... Mm. Yeah. I gave up studying for it. So <laughs> that's good, man. Well, that feels pretty, this feels like a good place to maybe we could wrap that there. Wrap that. Yeah. Two good thoughts. Let's go get a beer. <laughs> um, you, uh, those of you listening, if you want to learn more about the community where I think, you know, I really maybe in a future episode here and exploring more about authenticity um, and, or, or mindfulness together 
the the idea that mindfulness there's a whole other world of being mindful together like you and I do yes. in these sessions versus mindfulness alone both are good but i think sometimes mindfulness together gets overlooked cuz it seems like such a solitary practice to be mindful perfect but to save that prompt for next time i'd love to start exploring that yeah so those of you that are that that already know that mindfulness can be easier together. Like that's why Aaron and I are creating the mindful CEO community. So if you'd like to be in a group of others who are interested in this inquiry, go to the mindfulceo.com forward slash invite. And there's a video of Aaron and I talking about the community and an application button. Fill out the application. We'll follow up with next steps and off we go. So awesome, Aaron. Until next time. Peace. Peace.